world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome back. So I was really excited about the flow conversation that Stephanie and I had had and really wanted to dive deeper into how does somebody find what their flow is and the questions that come up with that. Because I know for me, when somebody first started talking to me about flow, I was thinking, what do you mean by that? And there's all the analogies of, you know, flow like water and etc. And I wanted to apply that to me personally. And I, I didn't really have a good sense of what is flow? What do you mean by that? And there's now, now that I've done a lot of research into that, and I've spent many years um, looking at what is flow and, and how do I get there, I can speak to that. But I was wondering, Stephanie, do you have some thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, when we hear about flow all the time and the way it's like, yeah, you know, just go with the flow. Like, what's, you know, what's the big deal? You don't have to make it so hard. And I, you know, I kind of think of flow like rhythm or flowing or, and, and sometimes it can feel like, I guess I've heard it too. Like just when you say go with the flow, it's like you're drifting, you're aimlessly drifting. Mm -hmm. And I have never wanted to drift. I, I guess I've always wanted to be in control of my life. <laughs> I wanted to say, no, you know, it's intentional. I did this, you know, that's kind of the ego aspect of it. But after years of like really discovering what flow is, it's the path of least resistance. And I know in our culture, for the most part, or at least in my upbringing, um, going with the flow or taking the path of least resistance was considered lazy or, you know, it was shamed. It was shamed. It was like, no, 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 you got to work hard for what you do. And, you know, it's 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 a hard life out there and, and you, you, you got to like give it all your muscle and finding out that that's not actually good for you, nor is it helpful for those that you serve. Yeah. It puts a lot of stress on our systems, doesn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. It puts us in fight or flight and, and also reinforces the shame of I'm not good enough or why isn't this working and what's wrong with me and poor me's all the time. And it makes it, it, it actually separates us. It divides us from coming into collaboration with other beings who and other people who are absolutely brilliant at being able to contribute to something greater than just what you can create on your own. And so, gosh, I love that because it makes me understand or it helps me to understand why I fought so much around understanding my flow because I have this belief from society and it's not just the people that raised you, it was the people that raised me too. I think it was the people who raised all of us, right? That hard work is the answer. 
That's what we're supposed to do is work hard. And when I'm in my flow, I don't feel like I'm working hard. And yet I'm so much more productive and I'm in joy and I love life and I'm excited. And But that's not the way that life is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a hard work. Right? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, why do we do that to ourselves? And, to, and then we do it to each other. Right. <laughs> I know. So... I would invite you all to take a moment and if you can suspend that belief, it took me a long time to suspend that belief, but if you can actually suspend that belief and possibly embrace that, you know what, there is an easier way and it is possible and it's actually better for us, for everybody. And like one of the things that you said, Stephanie, is not only for you and for me, but for as leaders, right? We're talking to leaders. We want to empower the people around us to be the best that they can be. And I feel like it's my job as a leader to process through those old stories that just don't serve me anymore so that I don't pass them on. Oh, so, so true. It's like, cause we do, we end up taking like what we have learned, we then integrate into ourselves and then we pass it on to others, whether that learning is, is good, true, or beautiful or not, we pass it on. And we're really being asked to be in a new paradigm, a new way of, of looking and being. And I know some of um, the people like my clients that I work with are school teachers and they struggle with having so many different um, skill sets in in and and issues and things that going on within their classroom, and it's like, how can I be one thing to all people? It's impossible. And that children, including ourselves, you know, we all have different gifts and strengths and passions and values, and we, you know, we are all need to be supported to be in our natural flow, which is where we light up. And when we light up, we light other people up around us. And it gives other people permission to find what is their sweet spot in life. And I, I think for my most part, too, is like, so the question is like, how do we do that? How do we discover what our gifts and strengths are? How do we determine what they are? Like, because a lot of times we can be trained into being good, like being skillful at something else. I'll see this a lot too. Like when I do profile assessments with people and they will come out saying, well, you know, I should be good at this. And so I put a lot of time, effort and energy, money into becoming better at that. And I'm like, well, do you love it? And I'm like, no, I hate it. And how that plays out on the physical body, how that plays out on the relationships how that pays out on their finances, their health, yeah, their emotional well-being. Like it's just, it, it really does play out. I think that one of talent, we have this idea that we're born with talent. And I love one of our teachers talks about talent is just built skill sets. Talent is the amount of time that you put into something to develop it. And it's, it's, it, it's not necessarily our sweet spot in life. And that's what you were just speaking to. So how do we 
find what our true sweet spot is. And for me, the first thing that I needed to recognize was that there is something that that is completely unique to me that I am here to do and to be. There's someone that I'm to be and there's something that I'm to do and it's completely unique to me. And again, that was a concept that it took me years to be like, I'm not that unique, right? I wanted to dismiss it. And then I was like, well, okay, maybe I am. And I could like kind of inch into it. <laughs> and so just starting with that piece of, um, you know, I'm not just a cog in a wheel. I'm not just what my parents told me to do. I'm not just a money-making machine. I'm not just all of these things that I was told that society is about, that there's something unique and beautiful about me. And there's something unique and beautiful about you and about every single one of the seven point whatever billion people on this planet. There really is. And that uniqueness is what's needed in this world. And when we think being in full technicolor, it's like each one of us has a hue, a color that is meant to be, you know, broadcasted. So when I look at that, it's like, I'm, you know, just reflecting back on my own life. I think some of the stories that I've heard from myself is like, oh, well, stuff that might be great that you love doing that, but you can't make a living doing that. Like go get a real job or, you know, it, it, we're so wired for ego-based <laughs> jobs. It's like, actually, it's like, I have to ask myself sometimes, like, why do I love this? Like, do I love this? And if I don't love this, why, why don't I love this? Like, so for example, it's like, you know, doing finances, I, I so value finances and having a really good income, of course, but also like knowing, tracking the money aspect of that. Do I love doing it? Hell no, I do not like doing it. It's like, I would rather, I don't know. I'd, I think I'd rather like take out the garbage and do something else that really like, I just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make me feel like I'm in my happy place. And that's what I would say is like, we have to find our happy place. Now, I could say that to somebody else and they go, I love like looking for the details and the finances and tracking it and looking at patterns. I'm like, fantastic. <laughs> this is why it's important that each one of us is different because where I'm strong, somebody else is weak. And where someone That's... else is weak, I'm strong. Yeah. And that, that brings me to another piece that, that took me a while to get is that we're not meant to do it alone. We're meant exactly. to work with other people. And I was raised to be a strong, independent woman. I don't need anybody. I've got it all together. And it's debilitating and it's hard. And, and I. And it's heavy to carry uh, that weight all on your own. It is. Mm -hmm. And. It's still something that I'm working with. I, you know, I mean, it's like, it's an ongoing, that one's an ongoing process for me of building a team and really understanding that everybody brings their gifts to the team and then it makes all of us better, right? So I know um, both of us have worked with a, a, a process and we, we both do, you know, you mentioned um, a profile debrief earlier and we both do those. 
So we have a language around this that's been very, very helpful. And we there's a, there is a free test that you guys can go and take. You can find it on my website, which is Marin, M-A-R-E-N, Oslac, O-S-L-A-C dot com. Or you can find it on Stephanie's website. You want to give them your website? Yeah, it's uh, Stephanie. That's a long one to spell, but it's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E, the capital J, and Allen, A-L-L-E-N dot com. Yeah, so the profile test, what it does, that like I said, there's a completely free version, no strings attached, et cetera, et cetera. And it you'll come up as one of four energies. And what has really been helpful for me about knowing what my base energy is, there's a paid version, which gives you a little more information. It goes deeper and goes into eight profiles. And really, if you can just get to your base energy, it's been, it's made a difference both me professionally and for me personally. My husband and I understand each other much better now because we have completely different energies. And when I first professionally, when I was starting my studio, I built the studio around people's what they said they could do well, which I believed, and also, hey, we get along really well. And what I did, what happened was when I ended up with people actually taking the test, I realized that we all were in the same energy. And my energy is I start things really well. It's called dynamo energy. And I'm really good at new ideas and new, uh, you know, all the new shiny stuff. And it's funny because Stephanie and I were just talking about like the stewardship of following through on something. Like I start a new garden bed in my house, at my house, right? And then I'm not the best at maintaining it. So then I'm uh, like, oh, I'll do a new one, right? I get excited about a new project. So going back to my business, my business didn't start to thrive and actually even survive (laughs) (laughs) until I started really being aware of people's energy and not just what they said they did well. I know uh, Stephanie dealt with that recently of like somebody who is in an accounting position and they're dynamo energy. So they don't really follow through really well because of this, like we have this new things and that's my, that's my gift. Right. And I used to shame myself about that, that I should follow through on things better. But there are people who they don't love starting new things. They want to follow through on things. So it's if I'm in a team where what I do well is I start new things and then I have other people to follow through and do the next piece, wow, that's magical. And then we're in the flow that we were talking about earlier. Stephanie, now, do you want to share? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're bringing up a good part too, because as for me, I'm not so great at starting my new ideas and new things. I get excited when somebody else has something. And I would always beat myself up because I thought I should be somebody that comes up with great ideas and be innovative and, and be creative. And I'm just nuts. Just it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort for me to do that. But when I align with somebody who does it like yourself, like this is why we're doing what we're doing, then I can go, oh, 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 I know who this could go to or I know how we could make this happen with someone else or I could bring somebody else on. That's where my natural flow comes from, um, I'm more of a blaze energy. So I love people and I love talking and I like 
connecting and hearing about other people's stories and being a matchmaker. So I'm really great at putting people together or putting like, you know, Mara needs this. Oh, I know somebody else who has that answer. So I'll put them together. I love doing that. And I always felt growing up that I was just this social butterfly that wasn't getting anything done. That was just kind of creating mayhem in the classroom or in life because I was, I couldn't sit still. I was always on the move. And we get shamed. Isn't it sad though? Isn't it, Marin, that we get shamed for our gifts and our strengths instead of liberated for them? Yeah. We're told that we need to work on the things we're not good at and essentially shamed and dismissed the things we are good at. And it's crazy. There was a study that was done that showed um, they took two groups of people and asked them to do the next level, right? To work on something for X amount of time. And one group of people, they took them and they put them in their gifts, right? And they said, okay, you're already good at this. Say, for example, reading. You're already good at this. So go ahead and put all of your time and energy into what you're good at. And then they took the other group of people and they said, you're not good at this. And, you know, you're, you're, it's not your area of expertise. So go ahead, you know, you're pretty bad at it, actually. So go ahead and work on it. And the group of people that they took and they said, you're good at this, put all of your energy into it. They excelled. They became like masters at what they were good at. And then the people that they said, you know what, you're not very good at this. Why don't you put some time and energy into it? They became average at it. And when I think about that, I'm like, I don't want to be average in life. I want to excel. And when we think of time, like think of all the time that you're putting into something just to become average. Right. You can't get that time back. You can't get that energy back. It's and not- you're in the stress and and my cat is visiting. <laughs> you're in the it puts you into that stress mode, right? It's just not a productive way to, to be. So we've talked about two of the energies. One of them is dynamo and the next one is blaze. As we think of them like in seasons wise or going around, if you think of like around a square, the next one would be temple energy. And those people are really great at the details and finishing things and following through and the stuff that I'm not good at. Stephanie's not good at, right? Well, grounding, grounding the project, right? Grounding the project, nurturing. They're really good at nurturing and caring. Like when you think of, it's actually earth energy. So it's about putting roots down. It's it's about um, mothering, nurturing something, caring for something. Right. These are your your great, these are people in... um, you know, your, uh, your frontline workers at the hospital, like they're the ones that can really triage. They, they can take a chaotic system and then actually ground it and, and do what needs to happen in the right order. Like they're just yeah. they're wonderful, great people for customer service Perfect. because they can handle the, the irate customer on the other side and can talk them off the edge, talk them down and at the end, give them a hug. Like it's just, they, they're the people you really want them. Those are good people. <laughs> we all are good people. Absolutely. And then, it, and then there's the steel energies, which 
is, you know, actually who Marin and I are both married to, steel energy people. So very interesting in the way of the dynamics of a relationship. So it's not just about being a leader in the way of business. We're talking about leadership of ourselves. We're talking about leadership in our relationships, in our families, you know, in our communities. It's so much, so much, you know, more more complex than than just one way. It's so rich. Yeah. So those those steel energies are all about the details. They're all about, you know, hey stuff, what are you doing? What where is this going? I want to know. I want to see the facts, man. Like give me the facts. <laughs> Can you break it down? And so good. Like what I was saying before, I was like part of what my skills are. It's like I don't really want to follow that stuff. I'd rather talk to people. And my my husband is like, I would not rather talk to people. I'd rather talk to numbers. Right. <laughs> Which is perfect. Rather than coming up against each other. Yeah, they do a great job behind the scenes. I know they they love creating systems to work for them, right? And they want to make sure that everything, that they're looking for all the discrepancies of where things weren't. uh, There was, wait, you said it this way and then you said it that way. Those are not quite the same thing. And so they they tend to be they tend to be more introverted although I have an extroverted steel person at my studio she's amazing but she does she catches all the little things that go wrong right and so it's just wonderful I I love having them around me because again not my strength not what I'm good at I'm really good at starting new things of creating new projects of like being like woohoo shiny a new shiny object <laughs> So the value of like really delving into this and finding your genius, Marin, right, is is to know, hey, to recognize what you are really good at, what what comes naturally, and then also to recognize those who are close to you, what comes naturally to them, so that we can set it, ourselves and each other up for success. Yeah. So I would um I, I'm gonna speak to my audience here, our audience here for a moment. I would really encourage you, even if you don't go take the test, I want you to think about what is it that I'm really good at that, not that I've been trained to be good at it, maybe the same thing, it may not be, but like, where do I just feel at ease? Like when I do it, it's easy for me and I don't have to think about it. And then start valuing that instead of dismissing it, because likely not only did you dismiss it, but society dismissed it and probably not only shamed you, uh, not only dismissed it, but they shamed you for it too. You know, for me, I was always told like, stop going to something new, focus, right? And Stephanie, she was shamed around, stop, stop going and talking to all those people, focus, 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 (laughs) focus, focus. And Whatever your gift and strength is, it may be hidden in the shadow like that. You were shamed about it, so you've tucked it away and you don't even want to acknowledge it. So maybe go take the free test, visit our websites, and um, at least look at where is that for me and where is that for the people around me where I could stop shaming and start celebrating and Start a new way of doing things, one that is a little bit easier and more fun and more joyful. Wouldn't wouldn't that be a, a concept, huh? And you know, here's something too. Like 
If you want to really step out of your comfort zone and try this on, ask the people that are close to you. Ask them what they see as your natural gift and strength. You might be not only surprised, but also delighted on what they see in you that you don't recognize in yourself. And then I always say, make sure that you offer it back to them too, so that it's an exchange of saying, hey, this is what I see your gift and strength as well. Yeah, I love that. So Stephanie, I know we're wrapping up here. Um, would you like to give them your website again so that if there is somebody who wants to take advantage of the free test that they can do that? Absolutely. So you can go to my website at www.stephaniejallen.com. You can also find it at my website, which is Marin, M-A-R-E-N, Oslac, O-S-L-A-C.com. And we look forward to seeing you next week on our Soulful Leader podcast. Have a wonderful week and find those gifts and strengths. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time. Bye.